Welcome back to the pod where we talk about hype, culture, and design. People and companies all over the world have sacrificed their routine, comfort, and the old ways of doing in order to protect each other's health during the COVID pandemic. Small business owners choose to cooperate over competition to survive through hard times. But how do you rebuild that relationship with your customer when COVID is behind us? Today, we are going to be talking about building a relationship, how to design it. So let's get it. All right. Well, building relationships, client relationships. Well, it's more emotional than a client relationship. relationship, Mango. It can't just be like a client relationship because at that point, it's not as, you know, you're, you're just going to be like the same as other company. We're just creating a client relationship, a.k.a. you're just a cash cow for us. You got to build, build personal relationships. Exactly. And what kind of like from uh, the things, heart. What kind of things have you seen so far? Um, peop- a lot of companies are somewhat preempting, preemptively trying to rebuild it while the um, vaccines are slowly being rolled out. Rebuild what? Relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Have I didn't know that. Build- what, kind, what kind of relationships are they rebuilding? Well... Some of them are more in person. Um, if you notice, there's a lot of like um, things that got affected during Corona, especially mm-hmm. like, let's say the car industry, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, not a lot of people were able to do actually like some car shopping. And most of these like you have to be in person type of, you know, shops lost um, a lot of money. And now some some people are just so used to like, the way they live, right? That whatever happened on in the last like year and a half, they probably will start will keep on doing it, like virtual shopping or something like that, you know? Like through but how do you like enable it? Like so if you like um think about CarMax, right? Mm-hmm. In this example, since we're talking about car. So one of the things that they have done is, you know, as like things are getting back to the physical space space they still have all these like um you know like virtual stuff enabled they're not just like leaving it away and they are also trying to be more proactive listening to their clients so this is more like you know a user experience you have to Mm -hmm. always listen to your client right so they're, they're already like preemptively like surveying and you know trying to see how they could evolve their business operation and what kind of products and services or um, they could bring um, within the business, right? Like, right. obviously, you're not going to know it. That's why you ask somebody. And this is, that's where, like, UX uh, kicks in, right? Right. So let's ask, what is Ernest's favorite client? What's the favorite client that you work with? And why, why are they your favorite? So what makes that relationship successful? We always, like, work with, like, um, clients that are very... Um, that aligns with our value, at least for me, that's the ideal client for me. Mm-hmm. And um, this is not to say that we'll like, you know, pick and choose the client because business is business. But for the most part, the target market is um, individuals that align with our value. And one way that we have been building relationship towards um, new newer clients is we do things out of good faith that at some point this will like come back um in a passive positive manner at least but it's it's like oh a, a little different just because it's more like a website 
like you know like more digital product rather than an impersonal like mm -hmm. experience but it's one of those things that you always have to build trust by prioritizing human connection mm -hmm. because right. there is a long-term impact on like the customer um relationship and you know like uh, if they see that you're you're one with their community that they they would trust you more they would go go get your service even though it might be a little like higher than someone else right yeah it's not really sense. about it's not really about like how much you charge it's uh, how it's about how much you take care of them in a weird sort of way um finding good clients is almost kind of like finding good friends exactly you know what i mean like you've got to you've got to find the people that vibe with you. You've got to find people who, you know, you and them work really well together or that you and them really um, have that same kind of humor or same kind of, um, you know, disdain for, oh, oh, I hate coffee. I hate coffee drinkers that post on Instagram. Oh, and like you both can like, like uh, kind of fall in love in a way uh over like your hatred of something you know <laughs> yeah i mean we're, we're not saying like all clients are going to be perfect but the ball's always on your court in building that relationship because you are the either the seller or the provider of a service or product so it is your job to connect with the customer and in order to do that you need to understand um where they're at or how they they feel Right. Uh, four mindsets that make this happen is usually like you just have to be more compassion and you have to be, um, you know, like you have to give more uh, of your courage that, OK, this is this is our prize. You know, you don't have to like butter them up or anything, but this is our price. You have to be firm about like this is our price, but we can work with you. You know, you have to have that kind of like courage. You, you have to be a business oriented person, but at the same time, you have to be a person that that's willing to work so you ha you put your intention in there that i am trying to help you even um because i know that you need help but i'm not going to undersell my service at the same time because there is a mutual respect between us mm -hmm. and yep. then you yeah. kind of like you know like i know like some people would say like don't do spec work but you know sometimes if it's like a small favor you kind of like do it as a reciprocity and eventually that will pay back in dividend. So the, that's the four mindset that you need to put as not only as a person that is on sales or design, but mm -hmm. also as um, an individual, because it, th this does not only apply in design or sales. It applies to like real life, like function as well. And that's how you become a successful like individual in my, in my opinion. So you have to be nice, but you also have to be assertive. Yeah. You don't want to be a pushover. Yeah, you know, you you, don't no, nobody, nobody likes a pushover, right? Like yeah. you, you don't want, and and it's not you only, it's not only up. good for your relationship, but it's mm -hmm. also good in general. Uh, like who, who wants a like a pushover who can just, who, who, who's just a yes man? They want someone who's got some real personality. But you have to be compassionate, also. You have to understand. Yeah. You know, I know a yeah. lot of people would say in UX, empathy, 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 but. At the end of the day, people are just regurgitating this word empathy without really knowing what empathy really means, you know? Right. Like, yeah, but you empathy, have to understand their, their design, problems. like fucking design, empathy, design process. It's like, no, like 
empathy is just a word and and i know 99 of the designers out there and i know i'm getting tilted right now when i say this but 99 of the designers out there they design selfishly they design for themselves they design because mm -hmm. they want certain things because they want certain things to yeah. look aesthetically pleasing to themselves they design for themselves and it's the most bullshit thing ever don't be em empathetic try to like see what their problem is solve that problem see there's and then there's the other side where there's designers out there who just so easily just are pushovers that they'll just do whatever the client wants and they won't even butt in to say like hey but like this this thing could could you know solve your problem better than than this other solution they don't want to like speak up and so the final product will turn out either really like like you said they'll it'll either turn out like really um terribly or it'll turn out really nice looking but completely ineffective exactly um the way i almost Most think of about the it time is terrible because it's yeah. always designed by committee and you know <clears throat> exactly and they I don't think... have a design background that's the whole reason that they're hiring you that they need some, an expert or a professional to give them like um to guide them you know like mm -hmm. you're not there to hammer down things you're not a tool you're a creative right 99 of cr creatives are not even don't even put them they say they, they're a creative but in reality they're a hammer they hammer right. they hammer a fucking nail that's the that's the, that's the biggest problem yeah like yeah. It, it's almost like a psychology like to be submissive to these like clients it's it's not like they hire you for your professional opinion for your professional like um uh thought and um you know the the only reason that you're in that in sitting in that meeting table is because whatever you say is probably gonna be like uh more like you know in more factual to like what you're they're, they're trying to get out of like the design you know yeah i mean like, makes sense. much more closer than what they're like thinking Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, I, I would say that in a way in agencies, like uh, any designer that works at an agency and is working for a client, um, that designer should almost work for that client like he's been working for that client 10 years. You know what I mean? He should well, be on that. build trust first. Like you can't just like yeah. work on a client and you're like work on a client 10 years if you don't know. Well, what I mean is he needs to have the trust and familiarity. He needs to, to have that trust built in. He needs to build that trust to the point where it feels like, you know, he's been working there and gets that I mean, person. Okay. Well, yes, I agree with that. But to a certain extent that you have to um, be realistic. Some clients are really hard to work with and it's not going to be like, you're not going to like work, you know, like, like it's your mom's like friend or or else your mom's gonna hear it right <laughs> type of like project well tim knows about that one <laughs> tim's been dealing with hard clients all all his life but but all i'm gonna say is like you talk to your manager or something talk to your boss or something if you got like a client like that you know but because you don't want to like offend and lose the business as well that client but so they might help reshift you with another designer or they could actually like if if it's like a company that actually like holds their um their own people pretty high up there and some some companies do they mm -hmm. they're going to talk to the client directly and it's not going to be like yo we, we don't want this job it's more like okay there was like this thing going on how can we like solve this problem it's not like you know it it's always about like like trying to 
to um, fix something that or trying to like um, see if there is a solution, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. there is no solution, and that's and that's just the reality. Or if there is a solution, it it's probably like either gonna cost so much or near impossible to like uh, implement. So what do you tell a client that that has no good solution? That where there is no good solution, like what do you tell them in that situation? Like if they're not gonna do it, then I'm yeah. like okay, let's try to reshift some, you know, people. And reshift see what? If you, see if somebody else like that matches with your like uh, character. And when when I say character, you're oh, like switch you know, designers. The way they they um because some people are extrovert, right? Like mm-hmm. hyper extrovert. When I say extrovert, it's like hyper extrovert. And there's most designers are like super introvert we're kind of introverted yeah i mean a lot of designers we won't even speak up so maybe you shift somebody a designer that's more um extrovert and you know it it meshes well with like their personality right Mm -hmm. and maybe the introvert designer is just taking it a little bit more they're getting offended because you know sometimes there's a personality clash that doesn't happen so that's just one example right there's many things that could happen. I mean, if if it's one of those things that that's kind of like you know like inappropriate, then obviously you better speak up, right? So what are what are the tips we can give like you know the listeners like on how to keep that client relationship like going even after the pandemic? Is well, I already have one. Okay. I've got one. Meeting meet them halfway. Meet them halfway. People are people, right? And whether or not you're, I think the one problem that designers have is they don't, they got to like, let the tag go. They got to let the title go away, ignore the word designer and just say person, right? If you just want to meet this person and get to know them and, and ignore their title too, just see them as who they are and just meet them halfway. If, if they have questions, if they're concerned about something, try to meet, like, try to understand them and like really meet meet that kind of problem and even even though it might not always work out like like Ernest said always you know making sure that you're listening uh it's sometimes it's hard for for designers to listen because we think we know it all knowing that if if you listen to them very carefully um and at least and at least try to pay attention and make sure that you understand their problem fully then we can you can start to figure that out you know what i mean but like meeting them halfway and saying like you know Okay, you understand your business better than I am. You, you, it just is true. It's, you're, you're gonna understand your business better than I will. You know, mm-hmm. let's let's figure that out. Yeah. So you know, like one way to connect with the um, with the customers also is like just speaking with like people like around you within the company, right? Like your employees could be could be the boss um, or uh, people around you or below below like the hierarchy. You know, I'm not saying below them, but just hierarchy level company wise. And, you know, like encourage them to like um, share their thoughts, like thoughtful risks, even though those risks end up in failure. Try to reward them somehow for sharing those like uh, um, problems that they're trying to uh, solve, like create uh, like creative ways that they, they have shared, even though it. It doesn't come to fruition because it, it, it's good. It, it makes your employee feel more empowered. And maybe down the road, they have like an idea that works, a million dollar idea that works and they won't be afraid to share it. Right. Or, you know, like just because one person and there's also like a psychology, like if you discipline one person in your um, company, typically the rest, I, I don't know. There's it's just like 
almost like uh, a power thing like the rest just just falls falls into line and they will start like not even saying anything they just they just go like okay yeah i've seen this happen to this person i'm not gonna like give any more ideas on how to like build customer like you know like um relationship ideas to like upper management because they, they, they find like you know they get penalized at any time like they, they say something because they don't they don't feel like their their voice matters um, yeah. They might not even, they might not say that, but that's what they're really feeling underneath is they don't feel like their voice matters. So another so, another thing is like, you have to set like relationship centered goals for your company. I think most people or most startups don't really think about this because- Don't go into that. Budget, what do you mean? Budget wise, right? Like bigger companies or mid, mid-size or I'm, I'm more established small companies, they would like commit to a goal like, okay, at the end of the year, let's send out like, some Christmas cards or maybe like some sort of like candy um, mm-hmm. chocolate box, right? Mm-hmm. Or as, as, a, as a small thank you for continuing the partnership, right? Mm-hmm. These right. small things, most small companies or small startups or sm- small solopreneurs don't really take these into account because it is an expense and they are not cheap. They don't come cheap. But I do feel like if you're... You could you could at least send a card, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, most most of these cards like goes into the bin after like Christmas, the holidays are over. But but it's the thought that oh, some so and so sent the card, right, or or something like that. So it kind of reinforces the brand also that that um, you do kind of care, like in in a way. It'll be better if it's like a food, so you can, they kind of remember. Oh man, can't wait for that, like whatever like that caramel popcorn next year again you know like su- such and such they send these kind of things every christmas or every holiday and so check in with your clients basically yeah, Have yeah touch at least, points at least once a year you know like i think the christmas holiday to new year is like it could get oversaturated so you could even go with the thanksgiving route or be mm-hmm. after new year out you know you know i once it, read i, I once read an article it in on christmas yeah I once read an article um, where basically they said, you know, Apple and Google are too big to be able to send a Christmas card to each individual client or to, or to send a thank you note. But your company can. Your company, if your company is small enough, they absolutely can um, send it, send a Christmas card or a thank you note to every client. And that's the kind of connection that you should be aiming for. That's, that's working with your strength, you know, of being a smaller company. And, and having smaller uh, like numbers of, of clients that you get to be a little more personal with them. And yeah, I think that that's, that's huge. I think that sending that kind of thing can really make a big difference. Honestly, interaction within the company, like building a relationship with your clients starts with interaction within the company. Most mm-hmm. big companies rarely have, or big agencies or firms could be like, you know, like one of those big firms in like new york or dc mm-hmm. most of those designers don't even probably know each other they probably know like two or three designers but you know like let's say it's washington post or something like that they probably know like three other like journalists well obviously they're gonna know like all the journalists just by name because you know how, how popular washington post people are mm-hmm. but they won't have this like intimate connection with that individual so if you're like yeah. in a big um um you know company or agency or corporation encouraged like and I, i'm pretty sure like this is where team building comes from no team building is not it don't inc- don't don't force them into things that they don't want to do 
They don't like doing team building. None of that bullshit. Just like encourage them. Like, oh, yo, just just go out. It's on the company card. Go do whatever you guys want to do. You, you pick one of like another person. You know, it could be like whoever. Even even if it's the same person that you already know. Just, mm-hmm. just go out. You know, chill. You know. It might even be better if it's if it's, if it's within smaller teams. You know, of people that actually know each teams, other. You know, like just just encourage that, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's don't, huge. Don't do, don't do retreats. Nobody likes that. Company being retreats into doing things that they don't want to do. So, company company employees can be a touch point with the customers. You might not have certain relationships with the with your clients that personal, but your you know people who you employ might have mm-hmm. you know since if especially it's a big company like Apple or you know Google or anything like that. So, is there any other tips we can give? Yeah, like you know, just just lean into mutual exchange and accountability. Like, if you have problems that you yourself need to solve, you're not the only person. You know, you you could always like learn also outside the company walls. You're not just in the company to learn and work. You you're there also to like you know, um, you also go get out of like the company time and. You learn and work and collaborate with other people that that's not within your your company and you could join join like those like meetup groups that you probably like already like know and i mean this is like there there it, it's always like nobody wants to network you know i know that and it's it's not as easy but you know it's not necessarily like just going out and meeting who, who you know or who you don't know you can you can meet up with your friends like be like real life friends you know like that you haven't seen for like a year i mean they could be a potential client eventually or they might know somebody that could be a potential client because you're doing something that they don't know that you've been doing you know Mm -hmm. there are like those college friends that oh you always like chat with during like you know um in your facebook messenger or, or or and whatnot but you know like just 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 get in touch with them exchange ideas tell them what you're doing right now yeah yeah be a champion of the design community and be a champion for yourself your brand yep so getting back to work will require you to be more engaging and it won't be business as usual anymore after covid so you know like you have to make sure you're designing a relationship that will get you there um faster and further you know and it's going to be even harder because a lot of these places probably won't They'll, they'll probably stay more remote. I think that the world will probably be a little more of a remote space um, for a lot of different client relationships. And so that need to get a connection with people is going to be even bigger. It's going to be even more important to find ways to connect with the people that we have to work with. Yeah, go out there, lubricate the economy, reshape the world. Spend that money, that stimulus money. The economy needs it. That's stimmy. And with that, we'll see you on the next one. This episode is edited and produced by Ernest Chua and brought to you by the Alpine Black team. This podcast series would also not be possible without listeners and supporters like you. One way to support us is to just click that follow, share, and like button. For any comments or feedback, email us at info at alpineblk.com.
and we'll see you on the next one.